Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Say what needs to be said. It's your boy, Sante, Mr. Pig Six Samuel. I got my dog with me, my co host, Mr. Elton, EP Patterson. Say what's up, introduce yourself, whatever you need to say. Talk to him, brother. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, this is Elton Patterson, and we on Say What Needs to Be Said. And I think that's what we're about to do today. We got some good topics coming on, my brother. I'm seeing some good ones today, though. Like, it was a nice weekend, bro. So coming off this weekend, we about to get into it. Nice weekend, nice weekend. So let's get into it. First of all, week 15, um, winners and losers, our reactions and all that good stuff. So we're going to get right into it. The Miami Dolphins versus the New York Jets. And everybody was wondering, how does Tua Tonga Valor do without his best weapon? How does he handle this offense and lead this team without Tyreek Hill? And I must say, he did an excellent job. I was I was surprised. I can't lie. I was surprised. I was surprised at the way that they put a whooping on the Jets. They beat the Jets down. And, yeah, I'm going to give them a little credit. I can't give them full credit for that because – and I'm going to talk about it, but I, I let's talk about the good part. I'm going to give them a little bit of credit because they did an excellent job. They beat a, a good team with a good defense. Not a good team, a good defense. It's not a full – it's not a, a good – complete team but it's a very good defense and without having Tyreek on the team is very different for Tua and he has to adjust if you seen last game when Tyreek left the game and Jalen Waddle had to come in the game even Jalen Waddle wasn't ready for that moment Ty, uh, uh, Tua Tonga Valor he wasn't ready for Jalen Waddle to be his number one receiver right and then the moment came and Jalen Waddle was surprised. He wasn't making the plays. It just seems like uh, his intensity, his enthusiasm wasn't there, or he was just expecting to always be the second receiver. And then he came in this, this game, this pass game against the Jets, and he was prepared. He was ready for the ball. He was ready for all the screen plays, everything they did with Tyreek. They did it for Jalen Waddle. Go deep, uh, reverse in and out, throw the quick pass, run the ball, I run the screens, make a play, and, um, you know, they, they deliver. But here's the backlash of it, right? Yes, they won against a very good defense and Tua played good. But this team doesn't have anything to play for. They are not going to the playoffs. They're already eliminated. And like DJ Reed said, the cornerback, he said, it's very tough to come in every day and give your best effort, and you know you don't have too much to play for. So that's my thoughts. What do you got to say, brother? Well, I think on that game, man, it was it was a – I don't want to say challenge a game. I see your perspective coming from, like, when you're you know, at the end of the season, you don't have a lot to play for, man. Um, now, right. what surprised me with that defense is that they just played the, – the Jets just played Texas the week before. Right. And they was balling. Like, yeah. you saw Sauce Garden out there. Throwing up, he got swag. I'm like, because you got to think now, the, the Texans are doing pretty good this year, especially CJ Stroud. But he did yeah, get hurt, for sure. He, he got he got hurt, so but they were just playing lights out, like they were stopping the run game pretty good. So for them to go down in Miami and like lay an egg, it's like, why? And I get it, it's week to week, and you got to re motivate yourself every week when you don't have a lot to play for, but. Maybe I'm taking away from Miami. Maybe they are good, brother. Maybe even with Ty without Tyreek Hood, um, Hill, they still pretty good. So I just got to – I'm still, still on the map. Can we say that we still got to see how Miami's going to react instead of just throwing them 
that they not good well here, here, here's the issue you have two teams that are known for not being able to beat top tier opponents so you got the mm -hmm. dallas cowboys and you got the yep. miami dolphins yeah mm -hmm. they won a few games here and there that that like one game that against top tier talent but they got to face off next week so i think that would say a lot right there for those two teams to uh one of them can um you know jump the hump get over the hump and you know see how it go but like you say we're gonna give tyreek his i mean um two of his his credit right now we're gonna give him his credit he did an excellent job but it's got to continue and we're gonna see how, how things but i did i wish uh tyreek played so we can uh have a better conversation about the MVP. Who deserves the MVP? Being that Tyreek was not there, it kind of, it kind of giving it away to somebody else, you know, leaving him out of the discussion because just because he didn't play. But that's neither here or there. You know what I mean? Right. But next, right. let's get into these uh Kansas City Chiefs versus the New England Patriots. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. What is going on with the Kansas City Chiefs and the New England Patriots? Talk to me. Right. Well, hey, I, I I I watched the game, right? And I'm seeing snippets. And the biggest thing that popped out to me about this game is everybody knew Kansas City was going to win. But the biggest thing is like when you're watching, it's like body language is bad. For two weeks now, Patrick Mahomes is like whining, crying, frustrated, throwing the helmet down. Validated reasons. It's validated because your student, I don't know what Kansas is going to be said, brother. Say it. Don't be scared to say it. You say he crying like a baby. Validate the reason how he, why he crying like a baby. <laughs> he, he crying out here. And I'm trying to figure out now, KD, Kadarius, Tony, is people that don't know who I'm talking about. He's been messing up, bro. Lining off all sides, dropping the ball, getting the pick. So I understand it. But for me to see my quarterback, my, my quarterback, Patrick Mahomes over here just upset. I think it's a trickle-down effect, and it's kind of affecting Kansas City to where you're not really sure about this team because players over here like, what he crying about now, man? We winning. Why he tripping? Now, right. you played with Tom Brady. Give me your perspective. You played with so Tom that, Brady. Give me your perspective. And with Tom is, Brady, I think he'd uh -huh. probably look at you like, hey, you got to do better. Everybody level up. I don't know if he was crying like that kind of baby yeah. fit kind of thing. Uh, yeah. I never even experienced any whining, crying matter. If he was fussing about something, it was more of a, ah, I'm going to get you, sucker. You know what I mean? Never was whining. But I don't I don't think people realize or understand the type of offense that Coach Andy Reid operates. And for the record, if you don't know, you, you live up under a rock somewhere, He's a passing coach. He wants to pass first, run second. He uh, everything he does is based based off statistics and 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 um, you know scouting reports and things like that. So what I'm saying is, when you're throwing the ball consistently, you're gonna make mistakes. You're gonna be an inconsistent offense when you just want to sit back there and make all these genius genius plays and 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 pass plays and, and be very cute because football is a physical game. You have to demand the physical aspect of the game if you want to be successful. Yeah, you can win games passing and, and throwing the ball left and right, especially when you have a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. But in order to be a Super Bowl winning team, yes, the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl. But consistently, like I'm saying, I, I played on a team where we won consistently. Um, and it's about being physical because 
it's easy. Think about it like this. It's very, it's common sense. It's common sense. What is more consistent? You dropping back and you throwing the ball 10 yards, 15 yards down the field. You got people that with their hands up, they could tip the ball. He might possibly uh, drop the ball. You might get sacked. And now you're putting all your offensive line in a vulnerable position every time. When they got a pass block, if you don't understand, I don't know, they're put in a vulnerable position. And it allows the defensive line to continuously be aggressive and just tee off on the offensive lineman. So I think that's going to always be a part of Andy Reid's offense. Inconsistency because he doesn't want to run the ball and establish the run. Now, this is this is my favorite coach. Don't Y'all don't take this the wrong way. Y'all know y'all like to be sensitive and all that stuff. Get out of your sensitive feelings. I'm just being a critic and telling y'all what I what I see. But from Kadarius Tony, um, right. man, I heard uh, Rob Gronkowski on, on, on national television saying, you know, should this guy be cut? He can't, we can't, we can't depend on him. He's right. dropping the ball. The, the simplest thing to do in the NFL for you to do is to catch the ball. And he can't do that. Wide open passes. He can't catch the ball. And he's creating turnover. Right. Right. But I think right. that was a little harsh. I can't lie. Me and Rob, we come from the same uh, 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 place. We came from the right. same atmosphere. So that's he. That's all he see. What I saw. We saw somebody mess up. They get out of here. They cone. They cut. Mm -hmm. It was brutal. I can't lie. But, uh, you know, that's what we dealt with. That's what we used to. Right. So I think that's what Rob is coming from. Rob, man, that doesn't account for everybody. Everybody, every mm -hmm. team is not just they're not just going to cut their players because they uh, messed up a game or two. So, you know, um, he does need to focus. He does need right. to go show the coaches, the staff, the team that he is willing to uh, change his ways and, and 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 get over his his adversity. You know what I mean? Well, I think he he's a. If you go back to his days at Florida, he's always been that highlight reel guy, right? Yeah. Like a Peter Ward type vibe. Like come here, stick here, come back around the field. He's been that guy. Mm -hmm. They put him after Tyreek left um, Kansas City. They moved, they was kind of searching, right? Everybody know they, all of a sudden, we got receiver problems. So they put KD, they brought him in like, well, first of all, he was first-round pick for the right. New York Giants. Why he didn't work out for the New York Giants, New York Giants, I don't know. But mm -hmm. now they're trying to put him into a lead role. And you ever notice, like, maybe he's not that lead guy. Like, we can get an explosive play from him from here and there. But maybe he's cracking under the pressure, like, hey, bro, I need this big time play. And it's just, you've seen those guys in the locker room where they just, we call them can't get right. Like, you just can't, can't get all right. the way depend on them like I can when I'm trying to win a Super Bowl with the Patriots. Everybody do their job. He's the guy that thrives off of doing extra. I wanna shake somebody. I wanna do this. I wanna, and it's probably just not missing. And it's yeah. probably, and it's tearing. Patrick Mahomes up. It's bothering him because he he's just needs somebody to just catch the ball. I'm with everything else. Like, I don't I even need to, jukes. I think he was trying to say he's thinking before he catch the ball. He already thinking about what he's going to do. He's that type of player. When you become right. such a great athlete sometimes, you know, you, you try to do more than you really need to do. And I think that's probably, you know, a part of uh, his issues. Or, but, yeah, the, you know, the highlight real guy. Yeah, the highlight real guy. And that's what he used to make a highlight. Yeah. So, 
some of the time you just gotta do your job, catch the ball, and get down. Make it yeah. let, let be tackled. You got a first yeah. down. It's okay. You got five yards. It's positive. So you right. know when you used to being a man, you know what I mean. But now the Dallas Cowboys versus the Buffalo Bills. Woo! I know it. We didn't. We everybody wasn't expecting that star, the Dallas Cowboys, to take a whooping like that. But that's what happened, right? So we got the Dallas Cowboys versus the Buffalo Bills. What are the, what are our takeaways? What are the win? Who are the winners and who are the losers from the Buffalo Bills and Dallas Cowboys? What do we like about the Buffalo Bills? First of all, you got to give uh, Joe Brady his credit. I think is his name, the officer coordinator. They fired Ken Dorsey and made a bold move and made him become the officer coordinator. Right. And now he taken, he's taking this team and he's reinvented this team in one game. In one game, they reinvented themselves. Now Josh Allen doesn't have to be Superman every play and feel like he has to win the game. Now they are doing what is working. They're taking what the defense is giving you might have came in this game thinking, let's throw the ball 40, 50 times a game. But no, guess what? James Cook is cooking. The offensive line is dominating. So let's run the ball. So my winners for that for this game right here is James Cook, obviously, but the offensive line. The offensive line dominated this game. I mean, they dominated this game like no other. And I'm sure Dallas Cowboys wasn't expecting that. We're going to get into Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys need a foundation. They need a foundation. But let me give a shout-out to Buffalo Bills and the offensive lineman. You know, offensive line is not the most sexiest position in the NFL, so you don't really hear their name. You don't really see those players, or they don't get that much publicity. But let me give a, give a shout-out. From left to right, we got Deion Dawkins. Shout-out to Deion Dawkins. We got David Edwards. All right, David Edwards. Mitch Morse, Osiris Torrance, and Spencer Brown. Man, hey, y'all boys balled out, man. Salute to y'all from one baller to another. Y'all did y'all thing. Shout out to James Cook. He did his thing, right? And then for Dallas Cowboys, like I said, a bunch of superstars. It's a bunch of superstars and not enough role players, not enough players that want to do the dirty work. They want to two-gap, stop the run. Not, you know, you can't just have a bunch of players that want to rush the quarterback and get all these fancy sacks. You know, and things of that nature. No, we got to have role players that's going to gap, going mano a mano, beat the man ass in front of them, and that's what you need. And I don't think Dallas Cowboys uh, has that at, at this time. And of course, they are they are a team, one of those teams that can't beat top opponents. Yes, they done it before. Yes, they done it last week against Philly. Yes, mm -hmm. Philly was off, whatever. But if you can't do it consistently, and now you lose like this at a time like this in the in um at this time of the year. That says a lot. That's a sign because this time of the year is, is playoff football, and you have to play your best football this time of the year going into the playoffs. So give me your thoughts, brother. What do you say? Uh, soft. <laughs> I don't want so, them to hate me on that one. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys are soft. Like That's, oh, that's the word I want to go with. They are soft. And no. let me tell you why. Traditionally, AFC teams – versus NFC teams. I played with Cincinnati Bengals. You played in the ALC. We thought we could run the ball, right? We can run it down and thought we're going to be more physical. ALC North was all running football during that time. Now it seems like Buffalo comes in town or they play Dallas Cowboys and they're running the balls. Right? The O-line, like you say, you gave them a shout out. They're commanding the whole line of scrimmage. Um, 
a lot of fans don't understand because, like you said, it's not a glorious position. But mm-hmm. we knew on the line that the game was really won on the offensive line, defensive line. Whoever controls the line of scrimmage is probably going to win the game. Um, right. It's the heart. It's 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 what the whole team is made off of, and everybody feeds off of it. So now. If the O-line is blocking for James Cook and he feel like he can get through, now Josh Allen can, it's going to open up the seam routes. It's going to open up this. He got a little bit more time because now the defense don't know whether you're running past. And then let's not talk about Josh Allen, that dog of a man back there who enjoys contact himself. So yeah. now you got the new offensive coordinator that's allowing these guys to play towards their strength. And I guarantee I wasn't in the, I wasn't in the team meeting, but I guarantee – they said we're gonna go in and impose our will on these cowgirls. Definitely, <laughs> pretty that's much. That's, that's all. That was the game plan. Like they go, we gonna eliminate them. That Prescott, even though he did his thing, we just gonna be it. so tough. He said it, cowgirls. He said it. <laughs> but listen, that's what it comes down to. I think um, they just outwilled them. Was more physical. Got down to the nitty gritty, like you say. The Dallas Cowboys probably trying to shoot gaps and everything, as opposed to holding these blocks. And they probably don't have a Richard Seymour, Vince Warford type D tackle in the middle that's just stomach out, don't care about no accolades. Mm. I'm just trying to take up these blocks so my dogs can get the tackle in the back. They don't got big, that. Big Ted Washington. Big Ted Washington. <laughs> Before we get into the juiciness, all right, we're about to move into some juiciness. We got to talk about some other things, but. Let's talk about this MVP real quick. Who who is yeah. the leading candidate for the MVP right now in your eyes? I'm going to give it to, and this is strictly off of no stats or anything. I'm talking about the popularity of the MVP on what it stands for. When you think MVP, most valued player. Yeah. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek And the Hill. reason why he's, to me, he's dynamic. And I think he's one of the players that no matter what team you put him on at this point, he would do good because yeah. even in the reason I say that, even you put a backup quarterback like the guy Wilson or somebody who's not a premier quarterback and they just get him the slant route, he could probably take a yard still. You get him a, right. you know, get him a screen, he could probably still take it 80 yards at some point. So I'm going to have to give it to Tyreek Hill and he's, he's backing it up. Who you yeah. got? Yeah, man, definitely Tyreek Hill is one of the top leading candidates for the, um, uh, for the MVP. Um, I wish he would have played, but um, I think the whole question was, does Tua need Tyreek? And and that determines if he's a, he's the most valuable player because he was in Kansas City. He left Kansas City, and, K- and Kansas City still won a Super Bowl. Yes, we understand that. Now, what if he was still at Kansas City right now? Would they have these struggles? I think not. So, um, like I said before, I think Tua still has a lot to prove, even though that was a good team. I'm still not satisfied or I'm still not convinced that he can do this weekend and we got without Tyreek Hill. So, like you said, Tyreek Hill is definitely the top candidate, but the way Brock Purdy played and the way he is playing, I mean, he is leading in pretty much all the statistical categories for quarterbacks from completions, um, uh, touchdowns to yards per, per attempt. I mean, everything. I mean, he is doing phenomenal. So, I think it's... It's going to be a no-brainer. And then you got Christian McCaffrey, uh, who's also doing a hell of a job. But Brock Purdy, definitely, hands down, he's the leading candidate. And if he don't get it, the the the, the great game manager he is, as Cam Newton liked to say, um, 
I don't know. He looks like an elite quarterback to me, but Cam wants to call him a a a, a, a game manager, so that's Cam. But that's a great transit tra- transition right there. We're talking about. Uh, you want you need to say something, brother? No, no, you good, brother. You hit it. You hit the MVP. I I, I can't argue with that. It's going to be intriguing coming down to the, the these last couple of games. Oh, um, they can blow it. If, if Purdy go out there and throw three pick game, a sudden he'll blow his chances. And if Tyreek Hill can't quite get back right off of that ankle injury, he might blow his chances. So it's going to be intriguing that next couple of weeks. All right. Well, let's get into it. Let's get into it. All right. If y'all don't know, last week I, I told Cam Newton to keep Tom Brady out of his weird conversations because he tried to say Tom Brady was a game, a, a great game manager. He was a game manager, like Tua Tongue of our Lord, Brock Purdy, um, and all these other people. So, you know, um, I speak with uh, with passion, with emotion. So things, people might take things the wrong way sometimes, and it's never intended for that. I got a pure heart, and I'm just coming from a pure place. Do we make mistakes? Yes. So let me start off with saying, I meant no disrespect to Cam Newton. If I said, what up, boy, my boy, or hey, boy, you know what I mean? That's a part of our culture. That's the way we talk. Definitely didn't mean any disrespect when it came to uh, Cam Newton and, and the response I had for him. But but we have to protect greatness at all costs. I think we're letting everybody just make up what they want to make up about greatness and, 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 and let that stick. And nobody's stepping up to say anything. Greatness goes way back and people don't want to research greatness or understand what greatness is. I'm here to, I'm here, I came into the NFL, I came, I come into the world, period, to learn what greatness is, to learn about things and, and not just be a, 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 a puppet or a crash dummy, you know what I mean? So, with that being said, we have to protect great, greatness and Cam Newton like I said, if you take took a defense by me saying boy or my boy, that's a part of our culture, you know. That's the way I talk, you know. What I mean, that's the way we talk. So y'all don't be sensitive. Don't be sensitive, you know what I mean? But um it, it's and it's called uh, it, 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 what it is, um um uh, it's called not that I'm making any excuses, but it's called the connotation of the word. So sometimes it's like, yeah, boy, but you don't really mean it. Like it's the feeling behind it opposed to the actual word. And yeah. um Sometimes it gets misread, and we understand that. So. In, in the context and stuff, and, yeah. and, you know, the heat of the moment, you know what I mean? But but if, y'all right. was, if we was in play, if we was on Funky Friday, which I'm sure we're happy to go over to Funky Friday and talk to Cam, it's yeah, like, we're talking like, boy, you crazy. Boy, get up, boy. It would never you come up I mean? like that because you're in person. Being so. sensitive, you know what I mean? You see how you just <laughs> said that all, all those times? Boy, 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 boy. We got Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. What is going on with that relationship, right? If we didn't, if y'all don't know, y'all don't see Sean Payton yelling at Russell Wilson on the sideline. Uh, it was an offside penalty, and he went to attack mode and he attacked Russell Wilson. It seemed kind of weird out of nowhere, right? So, what is going on with that? Russell Wilson is the top tier quarterback in this league, Super Bowl winning quarterback. If it's your third string quarterback, your second string quarterback, maybe these things are okay, but your Number one quarterback, your franchise quarterback, you embarrassing him, you embarrass him from the team. So this is my thoughts about the Sean Payton and Russell Wilson situation, right? First and foremost, we are men. We are born in this world. We are men, right? And we step out this door. When we step out the door of your home, your house, 
You are a man. You are a man first before you are an athlete, right? But unfortunately, in America, in this world, respect is not given. As a man in America, we have to earn our respect. And I think that's the problem with Russell Wilson. He hasn't earned his respect. He hasn't earned Sean Payton's respect. Uh, he doesn't res respect Russell Wilson as an athlete. It's no, it's no personal. It's nothing to do with him as a man, as an athlete. It's a little, it's not so much respect there. So what Russell Wilson has to do, Russell Wilson has to do, he has to go demand his respect. We have to earn our respect. And that's what's going on with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. Right, right, right. Hey, so hey, to piggyback off of that, his years in um, Seattle, I was watching Marshawn Lynch. And he said something like that. He was like, the way they babied him in Seattle, mm -hmm. it was amazing. Like, Russell couldn't do nothing wrong, right? He was surprised. Like, Russell just walked off the field or he a throw a pick and didn't care. And they just babied him. So he's probably taking that over to Denver Broncos now. But I will say this. I think it does have something to do with a little personal because they say what? Um, how he's getting treated. Because they say nice guys finish last, right? Uh -huh. He's a nice Ooh. guy, nice Christian guy. And that's how we're supposed to. The Bible teaches us right, to be nice all the time. The problem is we're on this earth <laughs> with devils. I'm not trying to call Sean Payton the devil. But we got people, <laughs> we have people that don't attack, they attack your niceness. <laughs> they they feed off of it. And it's like, no, yeah. I'm trying to be nice and cordial. And they're like, no, you now nah, they feel like they can talk to you anyway. And I don't agree with that. And I agree with you that he should go in, Russell Wilson, and be like, hey man, this is the move. I don't know what what, what don't let my niceness fool you. I'm not that type of guy. And I, I like to reciprocate. So if I'm able, if I'm Russell Wilson, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm petty, bro. I'm waiting. I'm, I'm on the sideline, bro. As soon as he make a dumb call on third down, I want the cameras to catch me and Sean Payton. Because we both men. Like, age, you said this a long time ago. Age don't determine respect. You got to earn it. Just because you're older don't make you right. So right. As soon as you make a bad call, I'm over there and Sean Payton. And they, the headline is, Russell Wilson went off on the head coach. And I right. probably would, especially at $50 million a year. You can't, like, how do you even talk to somebody like that making $50 million a year? Like, right. you make more than the coach. I'm over there going off on him, and that'll be the headline. And just say, hey, bro, that's how it feels. Like, you're not, we're not going to talk. We're not going to disrespect each other like that. See, like I said, I come from a different place. I, like I said, uh, as far as people getting cut, like Rob Rimkowski said, when he was talking about Tony and stuff like that, I come from a different place. The same uh, type of coach that Sean Payton is, the same type of coach as Bill Belichick, you know? So Bill Belichick has the same uh, type of mentality. If you haven't seen and you don't know, Bill Belichick will break players down. If you can't handle it, he will break you down. And all he want to do all he wants you to do is, is step up. Is step mm -hmm. up and show him that you can't break him. And that's all I'm saying Sean Payton wants from Russell Wilson. 
Russell Wilson has to go earn his respect from Sean Payton. And until he go earn his respect, Sean Payton will continue to bully and jab at him and continue to push and push and tell him and yelling at him in front of everybody and tell him to go stop effing kissing those babies and all those things. So Russell Wilson, from me to you, listen to Mr. Pick 6. Listen, I know a lot of people don't like to listen to me, but you need to listen because I've been there. And you go step up to Sean Payton, you let him know enough is enough, you done with that shit? He gonna respect you from then. Sorry, listen to me. The bro. team, the team will respect team, you because everybody. if hey, somebody you walk right out of that shit, you hey, you say what you need to say, say what needs to be said in your team meeting, and walk right out of that shit. Watch this is what's gonna happen. happen at the, this is what's gonna happen at the team meeting. Watch, what, watch what's gonna happen. Everybody's gonna be clapping. Everybody's <laughs> gonna be clapping. It's gonna be Russell. like half and half. Hey, be like, hey, you stand here. I'm finna go with Russell. You or you stand here in the mean team meeting. I'm about to go with Russell. That's my quarterback right there. I don't know about that old dude right there, but uh, this is my new quarterback right here. You know? Right. Right. Bro. Yeah, man. So that's what Russell got to do, man. At like the end of the day, we all men. I don't care if you're the coach. I don't care if you're the, the president, the CEO. We are men every day, and we have to act like one, no matter if someone has authority over you or not, right? Because it, it – it's a doggy dog world. Like you said, people will take advantage of you. And the gangster that Sean Payton is, he gonna keep pushing. I'm telling you. Sean Payton gonna <laughs> keep pushing you, boy, until he's 90 years old if you let him. And you better stop being, you better wake up because, boy, hey, everybody see that mess, man. Hey, and the fact that, you know, I, I don't want to go in too hard, but the fact that the whole world is talking about this you getting yelled at on the sideline and, and ain't nothing transpired yet? Right. I, it, it says a lot. Like, you know what I mean? I, understand, Russell, you are a man first. We are men first. I ain't we are man first. I'm not saying he don't respect you as a man. I'm just saying we are man first. It's something to do with you as an athlete. But you know, right. but now right. what you did this weekend, brother? Oh, man, I had a good, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a good weekend, man. Um, you know, I'm from Tallahassee. So, fam, you um, played here at the Celebration Bowl. Now, I don't know the difference between the playoffs and the Celebration Bowl, but I think they national champions because they won the game. And uh -huh. shout out to Willie Simmons. I grew up with Willie Simmons, man, the head coach over there. He's doing a great job. But it was lit here in the city in Atlanta. Like, fun. Like, I went through the – I actually went through a little bit of tailgating. They had uh, players' experience. I did all that, and it was, like, cool. It was fun. So I really enjoyed it. And to think that um, Willie Simmons is doing that good of a job, I really think, honestly, it's a whole nother conversation. I think he's next up in line for a major job. He's doing exactly what Deion Sanders did. And right. Deion went to P5. I think Willie is definitely in the contention coming from an HBCU. And I, I like to see us win and I like to see us grow, bro. So shout out to Fam U, shout out to Willie Simmons, um, Dr. Robinson, the whole nine over there, um, Devin. Devin Rispers, he's doing a great job with recruiting. They got now this one thing. I'm gonna tell you this real quick about FAMU. They got some great athletes there, bro. Like Division One players. Florida, it's a school they, in Florida. What you mean? It's Florida. No, no, fam. You've been there for years, brother. <laughs> but I get it. But they get these boys in there and they are out there balling. Like they're gonna win the next few years if they keep that system intact over there. So shout out to FAMU. Yeah. But I oh, overall though. I had an awesome time. It was a fun. I actually went to a game without working. Did you get drunk? Did you get drunk? Did you get lit up? No, no. I just well, you didn't chilled. have a good time. 
time. What the hell are you talking about? Everybody who's listening to you here, you don't have a good time unless you go get lit up. This vegan brother over here, he's drinking vegan juice and 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 Powerade and and ginger shots over there. Man, you gotta go get lit up, man. Because we halfway there. A quarter of the way there. We halfway there. We a quarter of the way there. No one. It pressed why I'm not drinking during the day because I want to. You trying to save your? You trying to save your little quarter of the way there? You trying to say, Hey, you know one thing I learned. I learned. This is what I learned by healthy people. Healthy people and people that's not healthy. The healthy people. You just gonna pass away healthy. That's all. That's all that's it. You just gonna be a healthy, passed away person. And unhealthy people, we gonna pass away unhealthy, living a good life and a happy life. You know what I mean? So <laughs> hey, all I'm gonna say, pick your battles and know where you go and know when to fold, my brother. How about that? No. Balance. Balance, balance. Well, what's the right. what's the choice of drink? What's your choice of drink? Uh, I'm thinking if you are. I can't do that Hennessy. Like, people still drink Hennessy? Not me. All right, boy. You drink it? The Hennessy. You said you talked about the devil. The Hennessy is the devil, boy, to me, boy, because... Hey, when it was the last hard. time... When the last time you drank Hennessy? It had to be closer to college. Like, no, no, actually, with the with, with, with the artists and stuff like that, when I had my artists and stuff. And that's what made me change, because everybody would be on Hennessy, then everybody just looking mean, mean mugging, and, and the fight break out. But then I go get the white liquor, get some t- tequila and stuff like that. Everybody on the table having a good time. It was, I'm, I promise you, it was that, it was that cut and dry. J- that simple. Dark liquor, angry. White liquor, good time. Party time. Like, <laughs> what they say, the white keep you hype and the brown, brown keep you down, baby. <laughs> hey, that's the old, what is the old wheezy them? Old, old school, big time. <laughs> hey, but did you see that, uh, that comment? About from Rashad Mendenhall. What I read through it. What exactly was he trying to say? I, before I, I I got my thoughts, but what exactly was he trying to say? Let me read it, bro. Let me read what Rashad Mendenhall said. If y'all haven't seen this, man, I'm gonna read this for y'all that's watching. This is what this brother said. Rashad Mendenhall. Quote: I'm sick of average white guys coming in on football. Y'all not even good at football. We can please replace the Pro Bowl with all black versus all white bowl so these cats can stop trying to teach me who's good at football. I'm better than you. I'm better than your goat. How that sound to you? Oh, man. Well, yes, all the all black team will win. That's not. Let's not forget that mistake. <laughs> like they, oh. I'm, not, I'm just being honest. Like you say what he says. I don't think I don't think anybody white will uh, disagree with that. Like if it was golf, maybe different. But he's got a point. But the delivery is subject because he seemed like he went there. Like wow, like who who ticked them all? Who made them mad? Like what happened? I don't know what was going on. It just this was bizarre. It just came out of nowhere. Just hit the. Just hit the live wire like like two hours ago. Like it was crazy. His his tweet his tweet got like over ten million uh, impressions so far, man. Oh, you Probably serious? more than that. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Hey, so I wonder, are people offended? Are they agreeing yeah. with him? No, they feel like he's racist, and um, they keep talking about him fumbling the ball in the Super Bowl and stuff like that. So you know, they they attacking him. 
I don't know. Maybe feeling the heat. They, you know, people still talk about them Super Bowls. They probably send them videos of the Super Bowl, and and Bro, you don't know what to they, do. Are they still talking about your Super Bowls? Talking about you dropped the pick. Every time I say something about Belichick, that's the only <laughs> thing they can say. They show me a picture of the ball that's going right here above my hands. Ooh. Oh my goodness! I guess because you catch you catch fifty one interceptions, everybody expect you to intercept every ball you know what i mean but that's the life of a sante samuel man you know what i mean hey, but no, no, by no means I, when that ball i know you was the left corner so when eli got out and threw it or when he threw it to the right it's like 90 percent of the people was like oh that's picked that's pick. i know it i ain't even <laughs> gotta look right like oh it's over like done <laughs> he's like wait hold on I'm surprised you didn't catch. <laughs> right. Not knock it down. Not, not, not knock it down. Not, Pick. Now, when I ask, not right. Not, not knock it down. If, if something knock it down, that's not a good play because he don't knock stuff down. But now, on the other hand, those same people that want to send me these uh these pictures and these plays trying to make a mockery out of me because I didn't criticize their favorite coach, I just ask them simply, what if that was the receiver running that route? Would that be a drop or would it be a bad pass? Mm. And they don't know what to say. <laughs> they always yeah, stuck on that. But that that makes the point clear that right. you expect Asante Samuel because he intercepts the ball all the time to intercept the ball, and right. that was that. You know what I mean? So, right. yeah, brother, that was a good good reaction to Week 15. Yep, yep. What else you got going on? Hey, man, y'all make sure y'all tune in every Monday. At 10 o'clock a.m. We had some technical difficulties today. We got it together. See, we got it nice and pretty for y'all. We're getting better and better and better. But before right. we go, we got the game. The game on right now. It's 0-0, and Philly got the ball. What's your predictions of the game? Who you think going to win? What's what's going to happen? What's going to happen here? Philly all day. Um, who plays for Seattle? No. <laughs> Philly all day. Eagles fly. Eagles fly. Um, Seattle's just not that that twelfth man and all of that stuff. They just don't have it like that, man. So uh, mm. I think they're a solid team, but it's definitely Philly all day. If I was a betting man, if I would have got my bet in before the game, I would bet Philly all day. You Who do you got Philly. over there, brother? Yeah, you know I'm gonna keep this to myself today. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna oh. even say nothing. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm oh. gonna cheat the sister today. You know what I mean? I don't want to upset anybody. You know what I mean? Well, they playing technically- in, play in Seattle. Well, technically, your Philly fans, because you was at you played with Philly, they're mad that you're not saying Philly right now. So I don't know if you exactly. can win. That was bad. No way. Either either I vote with them or they just mad at me. You know what I mean? But you know, they was dealing with a lot. They're dealing with a lot of uh Ill, you know, people were sick. Jalen Hurts had to yeah. catch a different flight because of the stomach bug and stomach flu and stuff like that. They had right. to change uh defensive coordinators, Sean Desai, and now they have Matt Patricia. So they got mm. a lot of things they fighting through. So we'll see how this thing pan out, man. You know what I mean? So right. it's all good. definitely, 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 brother. Definitely. That's it. Anything else? We good, brother. Hey, that's exciting, man. We got we jumped into some good stuff, man. I'm excited, and I'm looking forward to the next the next show. We are gonna keep it bringing. We are gonna keep we're bringing. Gonna this. Keep it coming. We are gonna keep it moving, man. Say what needs to be said. Make sure y'all like, comment, subscribe, tell a friend, share the room. Hey, appreciate y'all. We out, man. We out. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.